Welcome to Intel's Conversations in the Cloud. I'm your host, Jake Smith. Join me as I speak with guests from across the world about the latest advancements in cloud and edge computing, data center technology, network infrastructure, security, artificial intelligence, and more. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you may be in the world. My name is Jake Smith, and welcome to another Conversation in the Cloud. I am joined today by Deepak MK, Vice President of Data Science at examroom.ai. Welcome, Deepak. Thank you. Deepak, can you give our listeners an opportunity to understand a little more about examroom.ai and talk about your technology and your working computer vision, please? Sure. Examroom.ai is registered in India as well as US. And now we are in Serbia as well as Brazil, and we are expanding our team to Vietnam and Poland in the near future. Examroom AI is the only organization in the world which uses artificial intelligence to provide remote proctoring system to various universities and various certification bodies, along with some of the organization, including FIFA, Coca-Cola, and some of the medical boards in US. As a part of this, there are a few use cases that we brought in. Since it is a product-based organization, we need to come up with our own business plan to deliver few things, even though customer would not like to have. People talk about artificial intelligence a lot, but our adoption of artificial intelligence is still very less compared to the speakers in the world. As a part of exam room, we started with computer vision. We have extensive use case of computer vision. We also have extensive use cases of natural language processing. So I'll be talking about computer vision use case and NLP use case as well as a part of this discussion. First, I'll be taking with computer vision and how did we arrive at computer vision at examroom.ai. Since I already told Examroom AI is one of the proctoring providing solution, since we conduct remote proctoring solution, so proctor is nothing but online invisilator. So if I convert a typical examination which happens at a you know test centers or maybe universities or schools or colleges, along with some invisilators, so if I take that into web solution, we call that as a proctors. We are doing the same on behalf of universities and certification bodies and some of the main organization that we lead with. In order to avoid cheating, naked eye is not enough because there are multiple ways of cheating that we could see on the online exam. It is happening on the offline exams at test centers and universities as well. So that is not something new to us. But when it comes to web, the visibility of a proctor is only towards what he sees on the website or webcam. So in order to avoid such kind of situation or chaotic situation, so we wanted to make use of computer vision in order to detect few things. So one of the main use case that we have is object detection using computer vision. So candidates are not supposed to use several objects while taking the exam. Again, it is depending on 
the universities, it is depending on the certification bodies. So if university says, I don't want to use a textbook while taking the exam, but if I see that on the camera, I should be in a position to detect that as well. Or university says mobile device are not allowed while candidate taking the exam. It is also one of the things that we need to avoid. So since one proctor might be in conversation with two or three candidates, it is hard for proctor to look at all the things that he could do on the screen. So in order to avoid this situation, we come up with object detection model and we have close to 36 objects which are not supposed to be used on the examination, namely mobile devices, calculators, and some of the earpieces, and then headphones, so on and so forth. These are objects which are not supposed to be used by the candidate. Yes, of course, there will be a clause where universities and certification bodies will also set. So we started training our model. This is how our business problem started that, you know, we need to identify these objects if candidates end up using these objects while taking the examination. And then we started building the architecture we started with multiple models which are available in the market. It could be you only look once, uh, convolutionary neural network. And so in convolutionary neural network, we have multiple things, RNN, mask RCNN. You only look once, there are multiple other things. You only look V3, V4, V5, V6, and V7 right now. And there are few hybrid models which are YOLO, R, and YOLO X as well. But can I directly make use of this in order to build the solution that I'm looking for? Sometimes it might not be because they might not be supporting us because we are not here to detect any of the person or is there any car or is there any number plate associated with the car, so on and so forth. So the objects that we defined is customized object and it is only applicable for our use case. And the next challenge that we faced was how do we train this bulky model? Because we have considered at least 100,000 images for one class. It could be mobile device or it could be calculators. Like this, we have 36. So it becomes almost 3.6 million data sets. So in order to build this, we started exploring GPU machines parallelly connected. We have 16 GPUs parallelly connected, but we end up with failure because of the memory utilization of GPUs. And we come to a conclusion that, yeah, whatever the vision that we have, so we do not have right infrastructure in the market in order to build the solution. Thanks to Intel, collaboration wherein Intel brought its own CPU machines along with OpenVINO software which helped us to train the model of 3.6 million objects within three days. Earlier we almost took like 30 days to train uh, 3.6 million images but now we have almost achieved two to three days of training things 
And the next challenge that we faced was deploying this model on to the web because we use web console. So if it is native application, it is not a difficult job to deploy or operationalize the model that we have built. But when it comes to web, it is very difficult because the communication between client and the server is happening only through two channels right now. So one is sockets, other one is web sockets. And the problem with sockets and web sockets were time. So we would always want to have everything to be predicted or identified in near real time, let's say eight to 10 seconds of time. If it is more than that, it is not of any use case for us. So in that Intel's hardware adoption, hardware upgradation for examroom.ai and dedicated machine from Intel, which is combination of upgraded software and upgraded hardwares, which helped us to reduce the model size from 3.6 GB to almost 36 MB. So now we can say, yeah, we could deploy this model on web as well. That's very exciting, Deepak. You know, one of the things that has been great about our collaboration is the use of tools. Can you talk about how you use our tools in your natural language processing efforts as well? Sure. So the next project that we started is natural language processing. So we have something called item generation. We know when we go to an examination, we will be having few questions. It could be 30 questions, 40 questions, 100 questions, or 150 questions. But do we aware where these questions are coming from? These questions are obviously coming from the books that we always refer, or maybe journals or the papers that we always refer. But how these questions are being generated, it involves multiple processes first. So there will be few subject matter expertise in the industry. They will develop by referring the book and they imagine based on their experience and they come up with, yeah, this could be the right question that I need to give it to candidates while taking the exam. That is the first process. And then it will go to the second level of subject matter expertise and they will check okay do i need to really consider this question or do i need to make any changes to this question or do i need to discard this question if i need to discard these questions why i am discarding these questions i need to mention all those things so right after that it will go to the next set of subject matter expertise to review right after the questions are constructed that is it sensitive to any set of the people or is it bias towards any set of the people it could be gender it could be race so on and so forth so they will check those things and the whole process will take at least a year to come up with a question to be delivered to the examination what exam room thought was okay let us start reducing the time at least 25 to 30 percent of subject matter expertise who are following multiple processes in order to come up with the final set of questions to be given to the candidates while taking the exam so in order to do that the challenge was 
we need to come up with a proper business plan how do we generate questions based on the context which is given to us that was the business problem that we defined and we defined architecture and we failed in multiple architectures and then we defined our own hybrid architecture our own neural network with combination of cnn and then combination of lstm so we built kind of a hybrid model but the next problem that we faced was training that so computer vision would take some time to get trained but nlp would take time at the same time it consumes a lot of memory because you cannot train nlp model unidirectionally with the use case that we have we need to go with bidirectional model so bidirectional model could be you know bert is one of the example that we have but the problem with the bert is again it uses 1.3 billion parameters or more than that in fact so we will not be able to deploy that on web application so we need to come up with something okay we tried digital bert as well which did not help us for training as well as for the deployment part but again thanks to intel which come up with its own hardware and its own software solution the combination of hardware and software helped us to reduce 60% of training time and it reduced the model by 70% and then we deployed it on web and it is successful in the market and 30% of the people who are generating the questions are already using these models that's amazing and i really really appreciate the work that your team is doing to take this further in the industry so deepak where can our listeners find out more information yeah so we will be sending these publications so we are going to make this available to everyone so we would like to go towards open source but that is going to take a while because we are kind of creating a framework rather than you know taking a piece of code from r and and they can develop their own things we are building a framework so that they can they can start utilizing that directly so that is going to take at least 6 to 9 months from now we will be making this available on examroom.ai which is our website outstanding and now we're at really my favorite part of the podcast what does the future hold for examroom.ai and the future of ai from your perspective future of ai is evolving people were thinking about artificial intelligence is an ocean but i would say it is going to be planet or it could be universe in future and every solution that you are doing right now or every solution that you are coming up with yes artificial intelligence would be very much necessary so wherever you go artificial intelligence need is evolving every day and it is increasing exponentially outstanding on behalf of deepak mk vice president data science at examroom.ai My name is Jake Smith and this has been another episode of Conversations in the Cloud. Wherever you are in the world, we wish you a good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Mm-hmm.